The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Gray Hat week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to discuss the balance of ranking optimization and risking your domain's reputation. Joining us for Gray Hat SEO week is Joe Sinkwitz, who is the principal at Digital Heretics, which is a brand reputation management agency. Joe is also the co-owner of the Advanced Search Summit and a co-founder and CEO of IntelliFluence, which is a SaaS tool that helps brands discover the right influencers for their products pitch them, and get honest reviews. He's had a wide variety of experiences related to SEO, content optimization, and helping brands get out of trouble. And today, Joe and I are going to talk about the gray hat strategies related to backlinks and generating social proof. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Joe Sinkwitz, the founder of Digital Heretics. Joe, welcome back to Gray Hat SEO Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Happy to be here. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about the definition of what Gray Hat SEO is and some of the things that you've seen and ways that you're helping brands monitor themselves to avoid getting in a situation where Gray Hat SEO tactics turn to black and get you in trouble. We're going to talk about backlinkings and social proof today, which is one of the first things that you mentioned as ways that brands are getting in trouble with Google, but something that we all do on some level. One of the things that you mentioned in yesterday's conversation was on some level, we're all buying links. I'm curious to hear why you say that. Google is pretty adamant about you know not allowing people to buy links, but you say it's a practice everybody does. Talk to me about what's an appropriate linking strategy and, and where can you get away with buying links? Sure thing. So the it's an appropriate strategy 
to buy a link simply because it's near impossible to have a sustainable link acquisition strategy without some exchange of commercial intent. So in this particular case, you could have some PR wins, but it's very hard to stack PR win upon win upon win upon win forever. Now, I do see a lot of people that will go, and it's a hot topic right now, to do PBNs. So they're doing the private link networks. The thing is, those private link networks, if you could find them, they're not private. So I actually came up with a whole strategy about how could we make PBNs a little bit better on a domain-by-domain basis. So as we've talked before, I'm the CEO of Intellifluence. It's a very large influencer marketing network. As a part of that, I'd say a quarter of the influencers we have have active blogs. So I started to think, what would happen if someone were to create personas related to their domains and then put them in an influencer network? And so we did this. So when we didn't use our own, we, we started putting them in other people's networks. And they started getting really good brand offers. I'm like, here's the kicker. The types of people that were offering to essentially purchase a page on a domain for PBN from an influencer network were higher quality. They are more likely to be a brand looking for some sort of promotion. They're looking for some sort of assistance versus someone like me coming through and getting another link to a car insurance, Viagra, Paydolin site. So there was a big distinction in quality. And I started thinking, okay, if we start running these through Christoph Semper's link research tools, will we see a difference in terms of the brand quality on the outlinks? And sure enough, there was a really strong correlation with the people that were coming through influencer networks to get purchase links off of a PBN site were viewed as a higher trusted link than those that were basically purchased through like a Black Cat World or Warrior Forum style stuff. So we started viewing this and like, okay, the role that needs to shift within the industry is people should probably stop going and just doing straight PBN stuff Start approaching those same sites, though, but only if they exist in a a higher quality signal network. When we do this, we're able to mitigate some of that risk associated with whether or not you're you're throwing yourself into a bad neighborhood. The link purchasing is always going to exist. But if you're being a little bit more selective about purchasing from places that are less likely to be abused for links, you're going to come up with a better outcome. It's interesting because, I mean, I think that when you say PBN, the reaction from most SEOs are like, you know, do not cross. And that's a kind of a branded term now for if you buy these links, you're going to get in trouble. And on the flip side, the dynamics behind a PBN is you're going to pay someone to create content and link back towards your domain. And you can do that in large scales with partnerships. You can do it for public relations, and you can do it with influencer marketing. So, you know, to me, there's so much nuance here in terms of what is buying a link that is only for the purpose of the link exchange, right? The domain authority exchange, and one that is a marketing campaign that has a broader piece of utility. How do you distinguish between what is a PBN style I'm only buying this link because I want domain authority. And what is an influencer marketing strategy or a PR strategy? How do you and how does Google, in your estimation, define the difference? I think one of the easiest ways to kind of back it out is to ask yourself, 
if I end up getting a link on this particular page, on this particular domain, is it also going to send me relevant traffic? And if the answer is yes, then chances are it's probably a good place to get that link. And that's one big distinction with PBNs. Almost universally, a lot of the stuff that I see that's sold on like PBN networks, it tends to be lower quality. Like no one landed there because they were seeking it out. Those domains probably don't have a whole bunch of branded queries and you know secondary repeat visitors coming in in their analytics, which is a really great signal for the health and quality of the site. But it's extremely difficult to get that information. Now, there was that brief period of time when SpyFu had Nacho Analytics, we're able to explore this information. It was really awesome. But that is now gone. So we can no longer look at this. But that's how I would view it. Like Google could look at it and say, okay, this domain has people coming to this domain because they're seeking it out versus this domain B, which has a ton of links available and they're constricting the outflow of links only to specific pages in order to essentially sculpt that page rank. But it has no discernible signals that suggest that people care about it otherwise. Those are pretty obvious in Google's book. Now, granted, we can only see a subsect of signals that they can see. They do own Chrome and Android, so they can see way more than we can. But we can at least get a sense of, is there traffic coming off of this domain? You know, we, we can take a decent look at that. If so, and it's, it is relevant, and it has real usage and real people behind it, then it's probably okay. So talk to me in more detail about some of the appropriate link buying strategies. You mentioned PR, influencer marketing. What are some of the ways that you're seeing people be effective? And is there a way to use these to boost your domain authority without creating any risk? Well, there's always going to be some risk, right? It's virtually impossible to say there's no risk, if only because what's okay today may not be okay tomorrow in Google's eyes. They do change fairly frequently. What used to be considered cloaking in the past is now considered IP delivery in some cases as an example. Now, I do see link acquisition with the intent or the stated intent of purchasing influence and PR. Uh, I'm sorry, like press relations style PR, not page rank PR. That carries a lot more weight. And that's going to be a lot lower risk profile because you're going to have a lot of carry-on effect. If you're purchasing influence that has a link associated with it and, and exists on a persona that has a million followers and active readers, there's a decent chance that you're going to start seeing additional links that pop up because it was referenced elsewhere. When I was running a shadow campaign for a vaping company, my entire goal was to get people to make fun of the product on Reddit so they would carry over into in private Facebook groups. They got the press from Playboy and, and Verge and a couple other high publications simply because we were trying to use the influencers as a means to get the editors to give us links. So that type of strategy still works really well. It's just hard to do. Now, you can skip some of that and basically buy the influence and then get all the link benefit after that influence is attained. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What are some of the signals that you can use to understand if you're using an effective link buying, backlinking, you know, building social proof strategy? And is there a tipping point to where you start to see metrics look like it is actually causing you harm? Sure. So there's a difficult heuristic at play here where you could use crap link strategies to get into the top 30 for about any phrase. Like pure junk links in the top 30 for a core phrase. However, once you get into that top page itself, in order to stay there, they need to be of a significantly higher quality. So that's one issue that you might look at. Say people can be misled saying, my strategy is working great. I'm already on page three for Paylor. This is going to be great. Unfortunately, if they're you know, successful enough to get the page one, it probably won't last very long, get smacked down too quickly. And my thesis on this, Google doesn't care so much about things beyond page two anyways. So they're going to let that play out. And they're a lot more constrictive once it gets to that first page. How else can you tell whether or not it's working is I go back to the repeat user signals. Do you have repeat users that come back to your site having found you in search for specific queries initially. If you can find that out, then chances are what you're doing will be sustainable for the long term because it ends up satisfying the user. It ends up satisfying Google in the sense that they showed a page that worked enough to where they came back again. And then you know it satisfies you based on you purchased a link or you got it editorially or organically. That's how I bracket out. Is the links enough to get you to page one? And once you get the page one, do you have repeat users coming in because of it? So Joe, talk to me about some of the ways that people are using social networks and places where they can create their own pages on other platforms. Is that a way that you can A, hack together a linking strategy and B, can you get in trouble for being active or too active or having bad behavior on on other platforms? I'll never say that it's not impossible to get in trouble. But there are some fun things you could do creating pages and other profiles. So one thing I've noticed uh, a decent amount is when large domains that are under a crawl budget, they can only have so many pages crawled, they might have an issue with getting so many pages indexed. If they are aggressive, specifically with Twitter, and they're getting a lot of different pages, especially new pages that are not in the index, on Twitter profiles, which are themselves being heavily crawled, they can influence and increase the overall amount of pages that are getting indexed for them in Google. There are other strategies, though, too, where it's a kind of an old strategy within reputation management to say, okay, uh, there are how many different plagued social networks out there in the wild? Probably over a thousand. 
what if I go and I create a profile on every single one of them and I link, you know, I don't worry so much about the links, whether it's followed or no followed, but I make sure that my branded phrases are in there and I link back to my brand. What ends up happening there is you could use these particular assets to crowd out potentially negative news that has a slight SEO benefit towards the main domain. And also, like you could start getting aggressive with them later. You could use those little feeder sites to test out your theories on whether a signal is shifted on links or content. So that's one thing I like to see with that. Another thing that I've seen with the social proof itself is, let's say you're selling a product and the product is in cosmetics. Well, within cosmetics, you might have different users coming in from different vectors. They might come in from Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. It is beneficial as that brand to try to get into the mindset of that buyer. If you were to get a review from an influencer on on YouTube and that same influencer on Pinterest and that same influencer on Instagram, and you have screenshots and embeds of this and you hot swap out. So a random user comes to your site through Instagram. What you would want to do is have the referrer recognize that came in from Instagram and show them that snapshot of the influencer on Instagram. If a user came in from YouTube, you would flip based on the refer and show the embed of a YouTube video. All you're doing is you're playing to that psychological influence of, hey, this is just like me. I was just on YouTube. I'm seeing this YouTube video. That plays a decent role back in the SEO side of things because it's basically hacking social proof. And from there, you're going to end up having a better dwell time. You're going to end up having more, uh, just more time on your site from that particular user which can also influence bounce rates. Interesting. So essentially, the backlinking strategies that you mentioned are, A, you can create multiple different profiles to crowd out some of the negative things that might be sent for you. But also, if you're able to take the and replicate the user experience from some of the social networks, at least understand that somebody is coming from one experience to your site, that impacts the dwell time, which then helps you optimize your rankings. Yes, Okay. Last question for you today, Joe. When you think about backlinking and buying links and building social proof in general, what has changed and what do you think is something that is shifting away from a strategy that's being implemented today that won't be effective in the near future? Well, I think one of the big shifts that we're seeing and we'll probably see over the next couple of years is away from what people might classify as a PBN today. And I think the reason that's going to exist as it pertains to like the social proof is if you look at these sites and you start scrolling around trying to find out information about who owns the domain, who's posting the content, a lot of it is so low-level feeder. It's written by admin. It doesn't have an About Us page. There's no information. There's no job postings. There's no persona associated with the domain. And if you were to actually find a persona in that person, can you find that person on social? Do they have a LinkedIn profile? Do they have a Twitter profile, Facebook profile? So I think that it's going to be fairly easy for Google to make those extensions and say, I care about the entity analysis associated with the persona as well as the assets that they write for. And if I cannot make these distinctions, if I cannot say like, hey, this asset has personas associated with it, then that's probably a lower quality asset. So I think that is a shift that we're going to probably start seeing. So it's going to behoove a lot of people that are on that, on that gray area. I know that's the whole point of this podcast. 
those gray area guys, they need to get their act together and create personas. And they can infiltrate whatever influence networks they want. They can figure that part out. That's going to be a strategy they have to go after. For the buyers, we have to be more judicious and say, okay, again, is this site going to give me quality relevant traffic in addition to the link? And if so, okay, does it also look like it is backed by real people? Or is it just something in the ether? If it's something in the ether, you should probably pass. I think at the end of the day, Google's going to have a hard time distinguishing, you know, if you're going to buy a link, if it is a real person creating real content, and there is a monetary exchange for you to have something that looks very much like a partnership, like an influencer marketing campaign. It's an effective way to be able to build links and drive authority without necessarily going to something that can get you in trouble. So there's always going to be a little bit of scrutiny when you're buying links or when you're having partnerships in, in Google's eyes. But the more that you can make it relationships with real people delivering value to a real audience, the better off you're going to be. That said, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Joe Sinkowitz, the founder of Digital Heretics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Joe, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Cygnus SEO, C-Y-G-N-U-S SEO. Or you can visit his company's website, which is digitalheretics.com, D-I-G-I-T-A-L-H-E-R-E-T-I-X.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss keyword stuffing and content hacks. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 